GPS powered by SET. Hello and welcome to Line Noise and today we're going to be talking to one of my very favorite new producers, none other than India Jordan, uh, a producer whose breakthrough EP for you was kind of a massive dance floor monster in an age of not being able to go to the dance floor. But Christ, it was good. And when we can't go dance, we're all going to be listening to it. Anyway, it was a real pleasure to have India Georgian with us uh, on Line Noise. It's a Zoom interview, uh, so forgive a little bit of crackle and all that kind of thing. Um, and enjoy. So, India Jordan, welcome to Radio Primavera Sound. Very pleased to have you indeed. Hello, thank you for having me. I wanted to ask, how has 2020 been for you? Your your breakthrough EP for you was a dance floor monster released during a pandemic that closed clubs all over the world. How did that feel? Was it it really frustrating for you? Um, It was, I think, when we were planning the campaign and planning the release is when things were um like peak lockdown so april time and we didn't really know what was going on and i said to tom lee who runs our collection that um i think we should delay it and yeah i was just feeling a bit uncertain about things and i wasn't really sure if it was the right time um but as soon as we did end up delaying it by a couple of weeks but i think um it felt like the right time by the time it did come out i think people still wanted new music and the EP, I think, has resonated with people. I think people have found it like, I think they've connected with it even like outside of clubs. Um, so yeah, I'm not feeling too frustrated of it. I think the thing I'm just really, really missing clubs and really missing being able to get that uh, direct feedback from people um, and to see how people respond to my music is, is something that I'm really missing. Has it changed the way you make music, knowing that people aren't going to hear it in a club for, I don't know, three months or six months or whatever? Does oh it change? God, yeah, I don't even know how long it's going to be. Yeah, um, so I'm usually used to making all of my music while I'm traveling between places. Um, and and yeah, like not having that's been a bit difficult. So I've really got into uh, microdosing our truffles on Sundays and having that as my like, creative day to try and get myself into like the headspace of it um so yeah it's definitely changed how i make music for sure and i think i'm making a bit of a club track at the minute but a part of me is just like really sad when i'm making it because i'm like oh i'm just not going to be able to play this out i mean i i was interested because um i was reading um an interview and uh, it said that you you still work you work uh, for a london university whose name has temporarily um escapes me Kings. Um, yeah. <laughs> if it hadn't been for the pandemic, I mean, for you really blew up. Um, I was thinking, would you have been able to leave the job? And is that something you'd like to do? I mean, would you like to concentrate on music full time, or do you actually quite like having, you know, something else to 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 keep your mind off it? Um, I think ideally, and for me, if the pandemic hadn't have happened, doing both would be an ideal. Um, I really do. I like my job, um, but equally, um, it was getting a bit much when I was doing more gigs and um, really struggling to sort of get up in the morning after playing a 6am gig. Um, So yeah, part-time 
and then doing more music would be the ideal for me um but equally that's not i mean that's not going to happen at least for the for the next couple of years i can't imagine that happening but um i'm very grateful that i'm still in a job i think feel feel very lucky that i've had that stability over lockdown especially for a lot of djs who haven't which has been rubbish so the EP was, and I think this is a quote from the, the promotional material, was inspired by growing up queer in the north of England and documents yourself learning about your, your identity. How, mm-hmm. how, did that, how does that play out in the music? I mean, do you, when you sit down to make a track, do you think I'm going to make it about this? Or does it just sort of come and you think like, well, the, and when it comes, you're kind of thinking about these things? Um, kind of, maybe I think it's after or it's kind of during, not, I never really set out to make a tune with the intention of that. It's just like, generally the inspiration comes from like what I'm exploring and what I'm feeling like at the time. Um, so the theme of the, the For You record being like an ode to myself is like an ode to my former self, um, which is why the the photo shoots in a, in a toilet because um, that's a lot like that was I spent a lot of time in toilets <laughs> we, we all do but like I did a photography project at college on them and I'm just really fascinated by them and also like when I was growing up in Doncaster toilets were kind of the only safe place where you could hook up with someone that is of the same that is not of the opposite sex I guess for the right framing there um, and yeah I think yeah, understanding myself and my sexuality came from just sort of like making tunes around the time I was figuring out what that was um, and like the books that I was reading at the time and, and that sort of thing. So I think it's just like what's going on in my life at the time and what I'm working through and processing and reflecting on and the music that just comes out of that as like a natural a natural reaction to or a natural way of me processing what's happening, if that makes sense. It's yeah. kind of hard to explain, I think. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask about this because um, you, um, in an Instagram post last year, I think it was December 2019, um, yeah. you talked about that the gender binary isn't something you fall into um, and mm-hmm. ask that you refer to me, so I'm, I'm quoting here, refer to me using they, them pronouns or simply by their name, uh, by, by mm-hmm. my name. That's um, right, yeah. And your, your next release was For You EP, which for me was like nothing against your other EPs, but for me, for, for me, it was like a massive, massive real leap in, in, in quality. I thought it was. Oh, thank you. Fabulous. Did some of this public realization of who you, you, you were, who you are, did it help you to make music? Does it sort of like liberate you in making music in any way? Or am I looking for something that's just coincidental? Maybe coincidental, I think. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm doing it consciously. Um, the, the coming out and the, yeah, the post and, and that sort of public announcement I did came from the increasing uncomfortability I experienced with the publications and news people referring to me as she, her, and something about that just didn't feel right. And it took me some time to sort of figure out what that was. Um, I haven't, I know I don't know if I don't know if there's um a correlation with it and for you because I mean there's there's probably there's probably parallels with the the self-compassion element and and that sort of thing 
Um, I'm not quite sure it's there yet in terms of um, in terms of music, but yeah, a few people in interviews, like written ones, had made the correlation between like me coming out as non-binary and like the record being for myself. But um, it that wasn't the intention. Um, it's more it was more of a for you for my for my younger self. Um, yeah, I was thinking this about being non-binary generally and like how I want like a tattoo to sort of commemorate the experiences and the understanding that I've had about my own gender over the last couple of years, but I just can't think of an image. So I, I think likewise for music, um, I don't know how I'd be able to put it in, in music because it feels like this like other layer of me that, um, yeah. I have a sort of theory about for you, um, if, if you don't, if you don't mind. Another one. Yeah, I would love to hear it. <laughs> so obviously, often when people make music, particularly when they make dance music, um, the the samples are in there for what they for the sound, you know. So it's mm -hmm. like you pick you pick a, a vocal line or something because you like the way it sounds. Whereas I got the intent, uh, the idea that in with for you, um, what the actual samples were saying was was very important like when you have a sample that says i'm waiting just for you it's not you're not just using that because it sounds nice you're using that because you're actually waiting for someone if you see if you see what i mean hmm. does that make any sense or is this another of my vaguely nonsensical <laughs> it might be another i'm sorry <laughs> i do think i did yeah i mean there was a it, it's quite funny that the two leading tracks from the EP both have for you in the uh, in the title um, and in the lyrics. Um, that is complete pure coincidence. And um, I don't know if there's any, any, there might be a subconscious thing. Uh, maybe I love the words for you in, in a lyrical way and that resonates with me or whatever. I don't know. But um, it, yeah, I made I'm Waiting Just For You. Um, back when I was making Warper, um, which was like a year and a half ago, I think. I don't even know how long ago it was now. Yeah. Um, and then I made For You about a year ago. Uh, and yeah, I think it was just like, I really liked the sound of, of that. So yeah, very sorry that it's not, there's nothing deeper behind that. I wish there was. <laughs> well, I think maybe it's a tribute to the music that, I got something deeper from it, even if it's even if it's not there. Um, yeah, that's which... nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that it's had that effect on you for sure. I'm sorry that it couldn't be any deeper. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep on thinking that. I'll keep on thinking. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that. I like it when people think about think theories of stuff, though. That's cool. Does it happen to you to you much with 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 your music? Like... Uh, not that anyone's ever spoken to me about it. Um, You'd be cool to hear if, if anyone's listening that <laughs> have got any theories and want to talk to me about them. That'd be great. I mean, I think a lot of my music, um, I don't know, I try, I like to, like, like a lot of the, like, the tunes that I've got has a bit of a narrative behind it and there is, like, deeper layers to it. So it kind of makes sense that you might have thought that about some of the tracks. I should say, I haven't been sat around uh, thinking about about what kind of theories. It's just sort of something that occurred to me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I promise, I promise. That's fine, it's funny. <laughs> you said for you was, was kind of for your younger self. What, what mm. did you want to say to your younger self? Um, uh, I, 
just that like things are going to be uh, a bit rubbish um but they'll get better and um you're doing great and just be kind to yourself um yeah I was um, I don't know I think I internalized quite a lot of like homophobia and negative experiences that happened to me when I was younger which was obviously kind of standard um so yeah it was yeah just me sort of like looking back on my younger self who was just about to go through all of that and be like it's gonna be okay another thing I really love uh, about the EP is it's got very wide-ranging musical styles I mean um, there's sort of house and drum and bass and, and there's something that sound techno things and there's really, really fast things. Um, and I think it's, if I remember rightly, it was, it was sort of almost a tribute to the music that you were listening to when, when you were growing up, when you were like discovering clubbing. How did that go? How, how did you discover electronic music and, and what was sort of your journey for want of a better word? Um, I've always been exposed to it, I think, um, in the North in particular um though i feel like there's in like working class communities in the north there's just this quite a high exposure to electronic music um and like i'm from doncaster it's home to doncaster warehouse so i've like heard tapes of like recordings of the raves there when i was a kid and stuff and like, i knew it was a place that people went um and I think some of my earlier memories of wanting to listen to dance music came from like the trance compilations that Ministry of Sound used to do and like the Euphoria compilations as well. Um, and just all that like Ibiza classic style um, sort of music. And yeah, I think I got, um, I got like trance compilation CDs when I was like between 10 and 12. And then for my 12th birthday on my 13th birthday, I got the Kevin and Perry Go Large video was a video or DVD? I can't remember now. Um, and and then from there, I got really into like harder dance and um, like what bonkers, like the bonkers compilations, which is I guess you'd say a hard dance and happy hardcore. Um, and then yeah, I mean, I guess around that time as well was when like baseline was quite big because um, I live in quite close proximity to Sheffield, so you'd just sort of hear it. Everyone would be playing it, and you'd hear it around everywhere. Um, and I sort of got into like a bit of more of an indie phase and then but when I was like 15, 16 I discovered Pendulum like everybody else my age did at that time and then through MySpace um, good old MySpace uh, music player when you can see people's top friends they went on Pendulum's top friends and their top friends were Black Sun Empire and London Electricity and then that's how I got into drum and bass um, through, through <laughs> Pendulum's top friends on MySpace I, was, I wanted to ask about the, the north of England because it's known um, for sort of very bassy genres of music like, like bass line um, yeah. and a track like Wobbler's got a really big bass line to it is there sort of a certain nostalgia there for growing up in the north? Probably yeah I think um, I think maybe maybe like just because it's always been a part of me that it, like it, it felt very natural or like what it felt like a, a thing that I wanted to do was to make a big bass, a, a big bass track. Um, and yeah, I think that sort of like that big bass line that I put on Don't Stop My Love as well was a bit of like a, yeah, connection to that. Um, yeah, probably a bit nostalgia, but yeah, just generally I love bass. <laughs> 
Do you still listen to things like like bonkers and like you know trance trans compilations and things? Yeah, if I want, yeah, I think that touches on the nostalgia. I love listening to that sort of thing if I want a bit of a trip down memory lane. Um, I think I um. Sorry, my housemate's talking really loud in the back. Can you hear that? <laughs> it's um, yeah, uh, I don't listen to trance as much, but I like um, definitely like go back to some of the ones that I used to listen to um, and have them on YouTube. Actually, I want to ask you about about clubs because you've talked about um, clubs being important in your in your personal development. Um, yeah. and clubs are closed and look like they're going to remain closed for a while. Um, how much of a blow do you think that is for, for young people? Um, and, I mean, do you see sort of Zoom clubs and mixes as any, any kind of substitute? Have you been enjoying them? Um, I don't think I've engaged in any. <laughs> it's really bad. I think I've maybe, like... No, maybe one or two. I think the thing that I've connected with the most during lockdown is um, the chat rooms on in NTS. Um, and just like when my friends are playing, when Finn and Nans are playing, just getting in the chat room and everyone's there. And that feels like the closest we've got to um, to being in a club with people. And, and I've also been having people around mine when it was legally allowed uh, and having little parties in my house. But yeah, I don't know. I like... I probably think it is a blow for young people, but um, I think it'll be more of a blow if we continue with the Tory government because um, they're not going to support and fund the arts regardless of like what happens. Um, yeah, so I don't know. There's, we can't have done, it, done anything to, to change the pandemic. I think it's the how the society is supported and responds to it as a result. And I just don't think that's going to get any better. It sounds really depressing. Um, they'll just have to be just have to all figure out new ways to adapt. Um, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I don't know if Zoom will be the way forward, but there'll be something. I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but um, yeah, it'll happen. It'll come back. It'll just uh, take a while, I think. On a slightly uh, cheerier note, um, <laughs> the uh, a couple of songs in the EP were. Um, inspired by Tipping the Velvet, which mm -hmm. is an absolutely excellent book. Um, and a I don't think I saw the series. I've definitely read the book, but I don't think I, I saw the, the, the series in the end. Oh, it came out a while ago. I think it's like 2002. <laughs> Have you read the book as well? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, why, the, um, that's why the track was made, because I was reading the book at the time. Uh, explain a bit how, how it was an influence on the EP. Um, yeah, so I first watched the series when I was 12 years old and it was what helped me realise that I was queer. Um, it was like the first bit of queer representation that I'd seen on TV. I know, I was obviously only 12. And it was just sort of very, very risque for 2002 BBC. Um, and yeah, so that, that was that element of it. So that's like connected to the sexuality side of things. Um, and then when I was, yeah, when I was reading it, um, I just decided I was going to read it after however many years, 17 years. Um, last year, like this this time this year, actually in November. And um, I just was, I just loved it. And I just like really fell in love with one of the, um, the lead characters and really like was rooting for her. Um, 
And around that time I was reading it and then I was just, I made the, the Din and King track, um, which is all these like big happy synths. Um, and then after I made it is when I finished the book and I was like, oh, you know, I think this, this would be cool if I could actually make this like an ode to the, the book that I read and how, how things all connected and just sort of like looking at like 12 year old me just watching this series versus 29 year old me who just finished reading the book and we were at two very very different part times in our lives and um it felt like a weird parallel um and so it was really I was really excited to like um dedicate a song to that so I included um record like some of the, the dialogue in the um in the series in in the track and yeah, I purposely chose one. So um, like at the end of Dear Nanking, it says um, there's nothing wrong with me at all, which is, again, like another message to my 12 year old self about to go undergo all of this sort of like abuse and homophobia and people saying that um, I was wrong. Um, so older me being like, no, there's not anything wrong with you. You're OK. When you were 12, was there any music that you did listen to? That, that gave you that that kind of feeling that that it was that it was all okay or would one day be okay mm, probably not I think during my emo phase of 15 year old when everyone was like not full of teenage angst that's one of the connections that I had with, with um, emotive music um yeah but probably not at 12 um you you talked about din and king i think you said at some point that's the only song you've made that you don't get sick of listening to um yeah <laughs> it seems very harsh but um why no no i mean i feel like it's really difficult i, I feel like as a producer because you listen to it a billion times before everyone else has even heard it because you're recreating and listening to loops that it's quite common for producers to get a bit sick of their own tracks um but this one for me I don't know it just like evokes some sort of happiness in me and it's got I don't know it's just like it back when I hadn't been producing music um it was like I don't know it's one of the tracks where I just thought like if, before I started producing if I was to make a track that could like fully encompass why I want to make music and the sounds I want to incorporate and the the narrative behind it would be like one of those tracks that did I think sorry so I think it has because it has all of that like meaning to it, um, and it and it does evoke a lot of happiness in me. Um, I don't get sick of listening to it, which is nice. I haven't listened to it in a while, actually. I think I listen to it. You should do. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> is, it, is it maybe? Can you listen to it almost as something that's that you haven't made, so you can get away from from those sort of get get away from critiquing it. Yeah, I think so. There's definitely, um, I definitely critique it a lot less than what I do my other music, like tunes. I mean, I'm probably, like, like I said, like old producers do it, but yeah, you listen back at a track and go, mm, the hi-hat's a bit too low there, or, or it's a bit too high, or I could have EQ'd that a bit better. And I do that with Dean and King still, but like the, the happiness overrides it, which I don't get as much with the other ones. song you would use to sort of explain what it is you do to people i had no idea <laughs> that'd be nice if I, if I did have that effect on people i don't know if that uh 
it's a dream of mine to make music that does have that effect on people in the same way that like producers that have that effect on me it's just like it's just the great thing about music isn't it that it can have that effect on people yeah so, I, I want to ask something stupid if I may um which yeah, is yeah. I believe you've been learning German uh during lockdown yeah. right? uh -huh. um what is the most German word you have found for your music um oh ah so a track on my next EP is um is a German track uh is that's it's called Feierabend and that um I don't know if I'm allowed to share that yet but whatever I think it's fine um that's that 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 means the the freedom that you feel after a day a day of work like free evening um just sort of like that that Friday feeling but not just on a Friday like every time that you give it work and you're free um and I love it I really liked that so that's why I've included it on that track name but yeah I'll say I'll, I'll go with that one free free evening that's a nice that's one. an astonishing word I really like it yeah it's great I love it <laughs> um, I, I the track I, represents that so I, I don't know how much you can talk about it, but, but what, what's next for you? I mean, there's uh, the new EP you, you hinted at. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that we've had. I've had like a good last month or so run of having um, a couple of remixes out and a compilation. Um, got um, and then, yeah, next year is just sort of planning on the next EP. So the, the majority of it is pretty much done um we're just sorting out bits and bobs here and there and uh yeah um probably early spring next year we'll be looking at the next one Let's go. Cool.